0: Jesus is the reason for the season. Do you believe that? How, uh, how busy has your December been? Have, have you been running and gunning and going, and you just finished your Christmas shopping uh, an hour ago, or you still have more Christmas shopping to do? Well, it's four o'clock. Congratulations, you made it to Christmas Eve. <laughs> this is a good time just to breathe. So can we all just breathe a little bit? Just, just uh, relax a little bit? Don't know if you thought you'd ever make it to Christmas Eve, but, but we made it. And in this place, as you're here right now, maybe your body is twitching a little bit from Decemberism, that's what I'll call it, uh, just, you know, that time after Thanksgiving till after Christmas, the Decemberism, where your body is just going and going and going. So if any of you in this place right now, in this silence, feel like you need to take a nap, we understand. Take a nap, relax, we're here uh, you know, we are in continual movement all the time. Movement and motion. Just, just right before Thanksgiving till right now, maybe you have been running and gunning and going. Breathe a little bit. We made it to Christmas Eve. Uh, from sun up to sundown, our lives are in continuous moment. And it's not just in December, is it? We would like to blame it on Christmas or Thanksgiving. But how about your life in general? Is your life busy? Is it fast? Is it going all the time? Uh, our life is. Life is just busy. Have you ever in your life just missed the beauty of the moment? You know, you, you didn't capture that moment. You, you thought you were going to capture that moment, but it was just so busy that you looked up and all of a sudden you realize it's Christmas Eve and I haven't even went and looked at the Christmas lights or I haven't even done. It's just been busy, busy, busy. Movement and momentum don 't necessarily equal meaning movement and momentum don 't necessarily equal meaning just because we 're going, just because we 're doing just because we 're living doesn't mean that we 're living the way that Jesus has asked us to doesn't, doesn't mean that we are living the way that Jesus exampled his life. He was an example of how to live and how to go about your life in movement but have meaning. In the movement. So, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, that's what we're celebrating with Christmas. As we celebrate that and as we examine his life, the life of Jesus Christ, we can see as he walked from Bethlehem and his movement all the way to the cross, how every movement had meaning. Can can we say this about our life? Beautiful, meaningful movement is the life that Jesus lived and the life that Jesus exampled and was an example for us. If you have a Bible, you're going to enjoy the book of John. And I mean, the whole book of John. If you do not have a Bible, we have Bibles on the, on the lamps on either side. If you would like one, you can raise your hand and, and someone will, will bring you one of these Bibles. Cause I want to highlight some things and we're going to go rapidly through the book of John and we're, we're going to hit some, some verses that jumped out at me because what we're doing is we're looking at the life of Jesus. He was born in Bethlehem. And his movement, his every day as he went about busy life, it had meaning. If any of you wish that in our movement of day in, day out, our lives would have true, deep meaning? Well, let's look at Jesus. Let's look how he lived. These are the words of Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 43. Some of you might just want to write this down. As we go through these verses, John chapter one, verse 43 comes out of the Bible. It's a beautiful living document that Jesus is speaking to us, his church, his ecclesia, the people that are following Jesus. And he says this in John 1:43: follow me, follow me. That's an action statement, isn't it? As he looks at Philip, one of, one of the soon be disciples, he says, follow me, John chapter two, verse seven. He looks and he says, Fill the jars with water. His first miracle. As he's moving, as his life is progressing, he looks and says, Take those ordinary jars and fill them. And what happens? He turns them into wine. John 4:50. You may go, your son will live. What are these words? This is someone that comes to Jesus and says, my son's about to die. Jesus, come and help him. And in the movement of Jesus' life, he looks at this man in complete sorrow, begging for the life of his son. And he says what? He says, you may go. Your son will live. John chapter 4, 50. How would you like to be that father? How would you like to have those words from Jesus? Your son will live. A busy moment in the life of Jesus, but full of deep meaning, right? especially if you're that father or you're that mother. John chapter 5, verse 8, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Jesus in this movement, in this moment, looks at someone who can't walk and says, pick up your mat, walk. Inserts meaning into another moment. John chapter 6, verse 20, it is I, don't be terrified. As Jesus walks across water and comes to his disciples who are terrified, and Jesus says, It is I. Don't be terrified. Look at me. Don't look at the chaos of the world around you. Look at me. And Jesus again inserts moments of meaning, not just movement. John chapter 8, verse 11. Jesus says, go now and leave your, uh, leave your life a sin. And who's he talking to? He's talking to a woman that was caught in adultery and everyone wanted to stone her. And Jesus says, pause. And he talks to this lady and he says, I love you. Now go, leave your life a sin. Inserts meaning into that moment. What about this? John, chapter nine, verse seven. He says, "Go wash in the pumas, uh, in the pool of Siloam." He's talking to a blind man who can't see. He's a meaningless blind man on the side, and Jesus looks at him and says, "Go wash, and you will receive your sight." And inserts meaning in the movement in the movement of his life. John. Chapter 11, verse 43, it's with tears. He he calls out, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus was, was dead and Jesus called him forth and said, Lazarus, come out of the grave. You were dead. Now you're alive and in such great movement and, and, and meaning in his movement. John chapter 13, verse seven, Jesus speaks and says, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand And what's he doing as he's saying these words? He's washing his disciples' feet. And he's serving humanity. Inserting deep, profound meaning in this moment. John 14, 6. He looks and says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And and he's saying to humanity at large, look at me. Look at me. Follow me. I am the way and the truth and the life. If you want to live a life, follow me if you want meaning. John, chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says this, I have said these things to you, that in in me you may have peace. The world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is speaking to people that are terrified because of the world around them. And he's speaking to us, church, his ecclesia, his people, and he's saying, in the world around you, there is going to be chaos. But look at me. I am peace. I am calm. I am purpose. Have any of you been watching the news lately? Do you think there's chaos in our world? And Jesus inserts meaning into the chaos. John chapter 19 verse 26. For you moms, this is really going to stick out. He looks and he says, Dear woman, here is your son. And he's speaking to Mary as she's looking at Jesus who is on the cross, pinned to the cross, dying for our sins. And he's hanging on the cross. And in that, in that moment, he knew that Mary needed, needed to hear his voice. Says, Dear woman, here is your son. And Jack's meaning into that moment. And in John 20, verse 16, Jesus had already died and, and he, he's risen from the dead and he comes out from the grave and Mary Magdalene comes and is weeping and Jesus looks at, looks at her and says, Mary, that's it, Mary, how would you like to hear the name of your name, Jesus whispering your name in moments when you're just completely terrified, lost and confused. He speaks our name, he speaks Mary. Inserts a profound meaning to Mary in this moment. John chapter 20, verse 21, he's looking at his disciples and followers and he's saying, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And he speaks to his disciples and he speaks to humanity at large and says, I am sending you, church, the ecclesia, to be hope in a world that is desperately in need of hope. Inserting profound meaning in this moment. John chapter 21 verse 12 is one of the most meaningful verses for me. And I love this passage because Peter, one of his disciples, had just recently denied Jesus completely, turned his back and ran from Jesus, said, I do not know this man. And we find Jesus in John chapter 21 verse 12, calling out to Peter, saying, Peter, come and have breakfast with me. I want to spend time with you. Deep meaning in that moment. And then in John, chapter 21, verse 19, he calls out to humanity at large and says, follow me. Follow me. Is your life best described as one full of meaningful moments? Or is it described as just one that's full of Lots of movement and lots of moments. Some of us, as we reflect on 2014 and and everything that's happened to us in 2014, we can list off a lot of people and places and things that were just movement in your life to the point where even right now, as we sit here, our ears might be just humming. Our body, it might be just completely tired. Have you ever wondered if there was more to life than just being in continual movement? Well, what made the life of Christ, Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, so meaningful? Why did he come to earth? I'll tell you why. It's to give us meaning in our movement. And in the moments we live in life, Jesus came to set up an outpost in the kingdom of God. And as Jason Shelton taught us this past weekend, Jesus came to push back the front of evil. To stand in the gap and to push back the front of evil. As sin advances in this world, Jesus stood up and said, that's enough. That's enough. I have come to pay the price for sin for every woman, for every man who accepts me. I came to live as an example of how to have meaningful movement in life. And my birth, that's where the defeat of sin began. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus came To give us, his church, Christ followers, profound meaning in our daily movements. As Christians, we are designed, we were made for world transformation, for impact. It was built in to who we are as Christ followers. We're created to impact the world at y'all at large. Yet, yet, Satan is hungry to busy your life. I, I want to say that again because I know none of us are busy. Jesus created us to have impact into this world, yet Satan is hungry to busy our life. And he'll even do it in sneaky ways, even in good, awesome, godly, world-changing ways. Satan wants to keep us so busy that our movements have no meaning. Are you experiencing Decemberism right now? Is your mind racing? Things that you may even have to accomplish before tomorrow morning. Are you twitching? Are you full of movements? And I want to ask, do we have meaning in these movements? Jesus knew and lived a life of service to his father. In service to God and in service to others. He surrendered control of his life. And in surrendering control of his life and becoming a servant, he found complete and deep meaning in every movement and moment in his life. I want to direct you to one verse, two verses in Psalms, Psalms 95, verses six through seven. Maybe in this moment, you can just sit and think of these words, Psalms, verse 95, verse six through seven. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep in his hand. Jesus found deep meaning in his life as he served and played out the will of his father, and he washed disciples' feet. So may this Christmas, as we sit here, be about Christ not just about movement. May our lives be in service to him and not about us. If we live life about us, we're missing the deep meaning in every movement and moment in our life. See, meaningful movements begin in the moment we hold our hands out and surrender and bow down before the Lord our God and say, this is about you, this life not about me. So I ask us in here, what brought you here today? And has there ever been a moment in your life where you've surrendered control? You've held out your hands to Jesus and said, Jesus, life is about you and serving you, not about me and the shiny things I can collect and the accolades I can collect in life. It's about loving you and loving others. That's why Jesus was born, to defeat death, to serve, to give us deep moments of meaning. God, here's my life. Every moment in the past, present, and future, and may I move in unison with you. Church, are we just busy, or are we experiencing deep meaning? in our day in and day out moments. In this place right now, I'm not sure if you're going to run out of here hundred miles an hour and try to make all the Christmas parties, if you're going to go and do a thousand things, but can we in this place say, God, this is about you. This is about your birth. It's about serving you and serving others, it's about going and making disciples. This is about you, Jesus. Thank you for your very life. May the moments of my life be filled with you, Jesus, as the meaning. As a church, I want to just announce some things that are happening right now. One of them is this. If you look up on the screen, look at this. Our youth just came back from a snow ski trip with Jeremy and Brittany. That's awesome. Ashita, thanks for injecting into our kids, meaning in the moments. Thank you. We have an opportunity coming up in December, or December, in February. February 13th and 14th, men, listen up. (laughs) Marriage retreat. December 13th and 14th, it's going to be downtown Denver. What? I said December again. You know what I'm saying. It's up there. February 13th and 14th. It's going to be downtown Denver. I'm talking nice. You think this bow tie looks nice? Wait till then. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. We love this event. It's always really, really good. On the website right now, we've, we've made it so you can register. Literally, we're only taking 20 couples. So if you're interested, I would go register. December 13th and 14th. And hint. I said it again. <laughs> hint. <laughs> You could you could book another night and make it a long Valentine's weekend. Okay? These are ways to inject complete meaning in the moments. Don't just don't just celebrate, but even as a church, right now we come together and we do life together. Here's another way to get connected with other people in the church and, and help us stay on track and focus on Christ and the things of Him. House church. House church. Every week we meet every Wednesday night, except this, obviously. And these are ways to get together and to inject meaning in in these moments of life and do life together. And in our relationships in church, everything that we're doing is about God, about loving him, serving others. So I want to give us an opportunity right now as, as we close this. We're going to be taking a mission trip to Haiti I'm not even going to say the dates because I'll say December. You can you can see them. There's 10 people from our local church project, Greeley, that are joining 10 people from the church project we have in the Woodlands, Texas. And we're going on this mission trip. And we, we said this last week that we're going to collect an offering specially for that to help our 10 people here that are going to Haiti. And so we're going to collect an offering here in a moment. If you want to give towards that, then I would, I would suggest you do so. But this is a way that we as a body can get behind these 10 people we're sending to go to Haiti. And so if you have a way to do that, maybe God will, will ask you to do that in this moment that we have together. But church, I want to say this, Merry Christmas, and as you move about the rest of this evening and you move about the rest of your life, may you find profound moments of meaning, and may they just not be movements in your life, Amen. God, I thank you for bringing us here this evening. I thank you for the birth of your son. I thank you that we celebrate Christmas together. And we say, God, this life is about you and not about us. And I pray that we sit, we bask, we celebrate in those deep moments and meaning in life. It's your name we pray. Amen. Well, it's, it's become a, a little bit of a, a tradition here at, at Church Project. We used to do this at a church I was at in the Woodland, Texas, and thousands of people would, would come together and just celebrate uh, Christmas in the simplest of ways. So we made Jesus a happy birthday cake. And from this, we're going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. And then I'd invite Chad, if you would, just light your candle off of this and, and we'll end with... Um, some singing together, but if we would, let's let's sing some happy birthday to Jesus here. Zoe, I should have you doing this, huh? Here, you're better at that. There you go. Please don't count the number of candles on there. <laughs> we kind of need, Jer- so I'm supposed to start singing happy birthday. I'm going to sing in the wrong key, okay? Uh, someone, Jeremy, how do I start? happy birthday? Okay, let's sing it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. And then we'll end just by just by singing. Jeremy, you want to start us with this? I, okay. holy night.